The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. This is Aiden O'Connell, and you're listening to Roster Watch. Ladies and gentlemen, Roster Watch Nation, welcome back to the Epic Roster Watch Podcast, brought to you by RosterWatch.com. My name is Alex Dunlap, and joining us today is a man who needs no introduction. You know him now from uh, SI Fantasy uh, Sports Illustrated. You also know the Fantasy Dirt Show on SiriusXM. He's also the host of the Fantasy Football Forecast on Westwood One. He is, of course, Michael Fabiano. You've been seeing him on your TV for years and years and years, now on your digital screens. Fabs, what, what the hell is going on, brother? It's been a busy offseason, man. I just moved, bought a house, moved across the country, and now sort of settled in, and uh, it's already football season. It's crazy, man. I mean, just time flies right now. You moved across the country. I didn't even ask you about that. Where'd you yeah, move? Yeah, I was in I was in California for like 15, 16 years when I was so in Florida. Florida now. <laughs> yeah, now I'm in Florida. Yeah. I got out of California yeah. for a lot of reasons. Yep. And um enjoying it's hot as hell here though, which I knew. I used to live in Florida. When I worked for CBS at the beginning of my career, we were in Fort Lauderdale. So I lived in and so I know how hot it can get here. I guess the country is pretty heated up right now. Uh, temperature wise. So uh, it's, but it's, it's been good and I'm settled in and here we go, man. I mean, training camps are opening up slowly across the league and we're talking fantasy football. So it's a fun time of the year. Yeah, man. You're not going to get much sympathy from us, from us, Texas guys about the heat you guys have in Florida. Man. Oh, from, I know. Right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> from, from, from what Byron told me, you know, Byron's in there in, in, in the Sarasota area. And you know, he was, he, he was telling me it's like, he says pretty damn hot out there right now, though, man. So it's, it's yeah, it is. So, I, yeah. I, I yesterday uh, or the day before, I was I was cutting down a tree on the property because I just didn't didn't think it was really something that I wanted on uh, in terms of the aesthetics, and it really didn't serve any purpose. I wasn't even out there for fifteen minutes, and I was soaked through my shirt, you dude. Like careful, it man. was ridiculous. Yeah, you got to be, be careful. It's so hot outside. So yeah. As, as as Fabiano said, man, speaking of being careful and all that outside sweatiness, man, we do have training camps opening up. There's new news that's coming in. It feels like every day we've already gotten news this morning that Naheem Hines is going to miss the 2020-2023 season with an offsite knee injury. Um, you know, yesterday we had everything about, you know, Kadarius Tony leaving practice and Mari Cooper. It's like it, it, it's already starting again, man. So uh, we're, we're, we're excited to be getting into it here with Michael uh, we wanted to just go over a few things here. The first thing I wanted to touch on was just these picks that we like and we and, and we don't like, right? So uh, let's look. This is what Trashman and I did on SiriusXM yesterday. I thought it was a good exercise where we just looked through 
the ADPs right now, and I'm going to pull up the average draft positions for PPR leagues over on Fantasy Pros. Then these are for the managed leagues, right? Because ADPs have begun to we're we're having to sort of shift our focus a little bit. There's been so much focus on best ball, and now it feels right. like people are really starting to get back in the redraft, you know, in the redraft mindset. And these ADPs have shifted, just as you know, Michael, because the roster construction is just so much different in best ball. You got to draft as if you're not going to have a free agent pool available to you, as if you're not going to have trades available to you. And um, it's just it's been interesting to see how some of these ADPs have shifted. So I wanted to use the expert. Can, or not the expert consensus, but the ADP consensus over on Fantasy Pros that takes into account ESPN, Sleeper, NFL.com, and RT Sports as far as the season-long managed leagues that have gone off so far. So right. in the first round right now is Justin Jefferson at one, Christian McCaffrey at two, Austin Eckler at three, Jamar Chase at four, Cooper Cup at five, Travis Kelsey at six, Tyree Kill at seven, Bijan Robinson at eight, Saquon Barkley at nine, Stephon Diggs at ten, Jonathan Taylor at 11, CeeDee Lamb at 12. That's your consensus ADP right now about how players are going off. So let's let's put your feet to the fire here, Michael. Who's the best pick in those first 12 and who's the worst? Uh, it's the first round. I mean, it's hard to really come up with a worst. <laughs> it's hard to poo-poo one of those picks. To be honest with you, I, right. So what's the best? I th- They're all good. Uh, yeah, which, one, which one comes with the most risk right now? I mean, you could maybe argue Saquon because of the potential holdout. But from what we've seen in the past, most of these guys don't hold out very long. There's not a lot of levy on bell situations that you can go back to and look at in the past. If you're looking for, if, if you're looking for a reason not to like one of these picks, you're going to have to make it a case like that. These picks are all good. <laughs> you know, it's- or I mean, or, or if you're afraid that Jonathan Taylor is just not going to be as good as he was two years ago uh, with a rookie quarterback projected to be the starter in Anthony Richardson, but it's tough. I, listen, I mean, like you can make an argument for every one of these guys, you know, being one of the top two players at his respective position, even Bijan Robinson. They, when we've, when we can look back at the running backs who've gone in the top 10 in an NFL draft uh, over the last you know, 10 years or so, almost every single one of them has finished in the top 10 in fantasy points in that rookie campaign, including Zeke and Saquon, who were both amazing. I mean, Saquon was one. Uh, Zeke was a rushing yardage machine, a touchdown machine. So if you like to look back at trends and the history of the NFL, and in this case, more recent history, Bijan is in a good spot to, to put up good numbers and Arthur Smith needs to win or he's not going to have a job. And so I think when you draft a guy in the top 10 at running back a position, that's very uh, undervalued. And we're seeing that play out all across uh, the news media uh, and, and on social media everywhere you've got to use that asset and i think you will yeah man it's it's going to be hard it's going to be hard to get Bijan in the in in that running back room and not just not not use the heck out of him with with how versatile he is but mm-hmm. so 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 the, so but you can't tiptoe around it which one is the, is is the worst is it is it Saquon no i i don't know if it's Saquon it, you you can make that argument because of the uncertainty in terms of the potential holdout it's Jonathan Taylor isn't it and uh, to me, it's probably either Taylor or Diggs, and I'd probably go with Taylor. But what about Diggs? Do you not like? Not the relatively. I, there, there are wide receivers that I'd prefer to have ahead of him. So, okay. like, I'd rather have CD, and I'd rather have AJ Brown uh, ahead of Stephon Diggs. I think he's more of a second round pick. Um, and Devonte Adams, if Garoppolo can actually avoid injuries, and now you know we're hearing reports that he's been cleared for camp, and but Garoppolo's always hurt. 
I think Diggs or Adams is an interesting debate, you know, at this point, because if Garoppolo is not the quarterback for any part of the season, and again, we've seen Jimmy G be very uh, prone to injuries and he's coming yeah. off of surgery, their backups are Brian Hoyer and Nate O'Connell. I mean, that's bad. That's bad. Yeah. So, and and I've seen Adams slip a little bit like in on fantasy pros. He's the first pick coming off the board in a 12 team league in round two, but Diggs and Adams, I think there's a little bit of, of risk with, especially with Adams with the quarterback situation in Las Vegas, if we can't get 14 plus games out of Garoppolo, but no, I mean, I like Diggs. I, I don't know what happened over the off season. Something was going on internally there yeah. and you never know with a wide receiver and the whole diva mentality that a lot of folks tag them with, if there's going to be any issues, because down the stretch, he wasn't getting targeted. That's not going to happen this upcoming season, but I still see him as more of a second rounder. I'd rather have CD and I'd rather have AJ Brown. Okay. It, it, it's a, it's a cockamamie, uh, it's a cockamamie topic, Michael. We came up with this on the air and I, I mean, it's a, it's a really hard one, <laughs> but, uh, but is there, is, is, is there a pick that you like best in the first round? Is it like, is there one guy who's just like, man, this is a smash. Just love it. Jamar fourth overall. I mean, Austin Eckler's my buddy. So like, yeah, I mean, I love Austin rooting for him. Third overall, the best running back in fantasy football the last few years. It's not Christian McCaffrey. It's Austin Eckler. But I, I, I've seen drafts where Jamar's going one. Yeah. And I've seen drafts where Jamar's going two. And so at four, I mean, is it a bargain? I mean, I don't know about that, but still. And I, I, really, I really think that Jamar could be the number one wide receiver in fantasy football this season. If you And nothing, nothing against Justin Jefferson, who's amazing. Historically, and I love to look at historical trends. Historically, go back and look at the number of yards uh, that a player at wide receiver who's gone over 1,700 yards has regressed the following year. Like Justin Jefferson can have 1,400 yards and the same amount of touchdowns as he did last season. And that's still a pretty good decline in terms of his numbers because he was at over 1,800 this past year. You know, do the math 400 mm-hmm. fewer yards, 40 fewer points. Uh, and the receptions would go down in that situation too as well. I'm not saying that you, you should be worried about Justin Jefferson because he's amazing, but there is there is some room for regression. I mean, with Tyreek too, he had over <laughs> 1,700 yards. Like, And now I know that you were, we're comparing a lot of 16-game schedules to 17-game schedules now, so it's a little bit different. But like, I, if Jefferson goes out there and has 1,450 yards and – 14 touchdowns, a great year, great year, but there was a little regression in terms of the yardage, but he's a fantastic player who is going to be targeted a ton and an offense is going to throw the ball a lot. Michael, they, they, I, I mean, clearly I've had that, that general thought. I haven't heard it articulated that way. It's a really good point because if you look at, if you look at um, just DraftKings, so Justin Jefferson's over under for his total yards on the season is 1350.5 underdog, mm-hmm. 1395.5 prize picks. 1399.5 is over under. Oh, I mean, yeah, he was over 1800, man, last year. His, t- his touchdowns are set at eight and a half over under for his receiving. It's, uh-huh. it's if he got what you just said, he would smash that. He would smash those overs. And it's yeah. still, and it's still, and it still shows a, a good amount of regression. So, yeah. Yep. And, and I'm trying to quickly look up an article that I wrote over at Sports Illustrated because I covered all of the stuff in terms of Justin Jefferson and. Tyree Kill, and uh, I will look for it here. Oh, here we go. We have seen, and, and 
JJ, JJ is amazing. Like, let me turn that off right now. Hang on a second. This is what happens when you bring <laughs> you pull up, up a video. You talking about, about a video? Exactly. So, uh, my apologies there. Um, so, yeah. Well, I mean, everyone's trying to make money, so they got to have those videos pop bit, up and start yeah, playing man. right when you go yeah. to the page. Oh. So, let, let, I mean, let's look at some of the numbers. And again, JJ and Tyreek are bananas good. Okay, they're the second pair of wide receivers that have at least seventeen hundred yards in the same season. The first occurrence came in in twenty fifteen. Julio Jones and Antonio Brown both went over. 1,800 receiving yards in the same year, but just 10 receivers have produced over 1,700 yards in the Super Bowl era, just 10. That's it. And when you look at what these players did the following year, Calvin Johnson, 2012, 1,964 yards. He averaged 122.8 yards per game. The following year, he had 1,492 yards, which is really good, but he averaged 106 yards per game. Like So, I mean, do the math. Uh, That's a 16-yard difference per game. And then Cooper Cup. 1947 in that crazy year that he had with the Rams just a few years ago, he averaged 114 and a half yards per game. The following year he had, he averaged 90.2 and he got hurt. Uh, Julio Jones, 1871 in 2015, he averaged 116.9 yards per game. The following year, his average dropped by 10.3 yards. His fantasy points per game dropped by 4.8 yards. Uh, Jerry Rice, who is the greatest wide receiver in the history of, of, of the National Football League and fantasy football, if you played fantasy back then. 1,848 yards and averaged 115.5 yards and 25.9 points per game in 95. The following year, 1,254 yards, 78.4 yards per game, and 18.4 points per game. Really good, but he dropped 594 yards. Yeah, that's a big one. That, uh, you know, that was a big one. Yep. I mean, Antonio Brown, 1834, averaged 114.6 yards per game in 2015. The following year, he was the, he was, he was the last consensus number one wide receiver, the number one overall pick until Jefferson this year. But he dropped 550 yards. He averaged 85.6 yards per game, and his points per game went from 24.3 to 20.5. Like, still really good. But he regressed. Like it's it's hard for these guys to go back to back like that. It, yeah, anybody at any position, especially whenever you add Jordan Addison into the picture. So the, you know, well, Jordan, it's a, he's a good Jordan, player. Jordan yeah. better keep his foot off the damn gas pedal. I don't know what the hell he was doing with that. But it, oh, it's it, hey, man, it's. Do we not remember Henry Ruggs? I mean, we were all 21 once, but man, it's, yeah, it's, that, that's tough. That's, a, that's a tough deal. Um, I, I was never going 140 miles an hour, but I also I never owned a Ram. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, he, was, he was definitely going a little bit quick for, a little bit quick for my tastes. Yeah, um, yeah. All right, so, so let's go to the second round here. We have Devontae Adams, A.J. Brown, Nick Chubb, Derrick Henry, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Jacobs, Amon Ross St. Brown, Garrett Wilson, Tony Pollard, Josh Allen, Jalen Waddle, and Jalen Hurts. Is there one that stands out to you as the sort of stay away there? Stay away? Not the stay away, just the one you hate. Or just not the one you hate. Just the, I, I the guess, one that you like least. It's tough. I, I, I get it. I, I understand taking the quarterbacks earlier, and I think they're going to go earlier. I, I To me, like going after those quarterbacks around the turn – at the end of two, beginning of three. So Mahomes at 17 to me is a little bit high, even though he's mm-hmm. great. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's no. a little higher than I would yeah. go. 
that, but that's just me, personal preference. I, I just, I don't like. No, taking that's correct. What you're but saying is correct. Like it, I, it, it doesn't make sense to be taking these guys in the in, in the middle of round two, given the players around them. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I if if you go if the quarterbacks start coming off the board in the third round, I get it. Like if I could get hurts towards the end of the third round, beginning of the fourth round, I like that. If I can't, I can't. Yeah, but I, I I would never take a quarterback that high unless it's two QB league or a super flex. I just can't do it. And then the player I like the most out of this group is probably Nick Chubb. Like Nick Chubb has top three potential at running back. And Jeez, I, Michael, him. you're going to start talking about this, and everybody's going to talk about the, and, and his ADP is going to get pushed up. It's just going to happen, I, isn't it? It's I, yeah, like, I mean, I've seen I've seen leagues where he's been the eighth overall pick. Yeah, man, I mean, there's nobody behind him. Like, what are you going to go to Jerome Ford? I mean, there's nobody behind him, and they're actually going to have a passing game this year. You know, so like defenses are going to have to remain at least somewhat honest that Deshaun Watson can be the guy who led the league in passing yards before all the off-field stuff. So, I mean, I think he's worth a first-round pick. I mean, he's, he's, you oh, can yeah. argue he's the best pure runner in the National Football League. Oh, yeah. I mean, you see what this guy squats? Like <laughs> I didn't I, see I'm that. Like, oh, like, yes, I did. Oh, the video where they, it bit over his back. <laughs> he's a he's a flipping beast, man. And there and there's no cream hunt. There wasn't really a cream hunt last year either. He didn't really play as much as we kind of were worried that he would, uh, based on the, the previous few years. I mean, yeah, Nick Chubb there. Like I'll I'll take that all day long. I, yeah, I really will. You want to win your fantasy draft? No, I mean, like really. Do you really, really, really want to win your fantasy draft? Because you can win your fantasy draft with the Roster Watch Ultimate Draft Cheat Sheet available at rosterwatch.com. It's the revolutionary cheat sheet to change fantasy football forever, and it's the only tool you'll need this draft season. You've heard Roster Watch live on SiriusXM Radio here on the podcasts from all the NFL training camps. Now all you have to do is follow the three simple rules at the top of the sheet of paper using the Roster Watch cheat sheet. That's it. Three rules. An extra quality draft is guaranteed if you follow the three simple rules. Guys, it couldn't be easier. The Roster Watch Ultimate Draft Cheat Sheet. You can't afford to draft without it. It's available now and only at rosterwatch.com. Uh, let's go to the third round. Uh, that goes Brees Hall, Ramondre Stevenson, Mark Andrews, Devontae Smith, Travis Etienne, Najee Harris, T. Higgins, Chris Olave, Joe Burrow, DK Metcalf, Jameer Gibbs, Lamar Jackson. So in terms of the player that I'd be the most concerned about out of that group, I, I, I am afraid the Patriots are going to sign a running back. I'm, I think so too. I will, I'm, I'm not it's sure they're so, going to do it, but I sure am worried about it. It's so yeah. Patriots to do that. Like if we look back at the past, I mean, Corey Dillon, Steven Jackson, like they, they like to sign like these, these guys who are a bit past their prime, you know, they brought in Fournette. I'd be a little bit less worried if they brought in a guy like, you know, Daryl Henderson, but I'm a little worried. You know, Zeke is still out there. Obviously, Kareem Hunt's still out there. I love Ramondre. I love him. And if the situation is what it is right now, then yeah, hell yeah. I mean, take him in the third round all day long. I, I am a little concerned that the Patriots might go ahead and do uh, do that because they don't have any depth behind them, really. Mm-hmm. You know, they released Robinson. There's there's just not really much, unless you love Pierre Strong, there's not really much behind him. And then uh, Najee Harris, I've talked to people that are close to the Steelers and understanding that he's not going to catch 70 passes again, but being in an offense where the line is going to be improved after they drafted Broderick Jones, Kenny Pickett is getting a lot of buzz. I think he's the second year quarterback to target this year. 
as a oh. potential sleeper. <clears throat> and they're going to still run the ball. And I know that Jalen Warren's in the mix too, but I, I, Najee Harris, I think, is a good pick in the third round, uh, especially if you're getting him as like an RB2 type. He could because there's no competition, uh, really. I mean, Warren's there, but I don't think that's serious competition for touches. And the offensive line should be better. So um, that's that's one that I like. I, I love Olave. I think everybody loves Olave. If he doesn't have a breakout year, we're all going to be questioning ourselves. But Jameer Gibbs, the Lions, and again, I go back to my historical trends. And I, I wrote an article at SI about the curse of Barry Sanders. Think about it. Every single running back the Lions have drafted in the first three rounds since Barry Sanders retired has not lived up to expectations or gotten hurt or both. Javid Best, Kevin Jones, Kevin Smith, um, on Johnson, DeAndre Swift, like the, you know, Michael LaShore, like the list goes on and on and on and on and on. And David Montgomery is there. Like, it's not like David Montgomery is not going to get a lot of burn. So drafting a guy in the third round as the RB 14, who is going to be in a committee. And there is a back on the roster that could legitimately outscore him. That's just, I mean, I'm, I'm not saying I'm anti drafting Jameer Gibbs. I'm not, but that just seems too high to me. What like, you're saying is makes what you're saying makes plenty of sense. I've had the same concerns about Gibbs. I've also been super worried. I've also had big time FOMO about him. When, you know, it's like that. That's what makes this really hard. Gibbs Gibbs could end up being really, really good, but there are the, you know, what I mean. What if David Montgomery gets the seventeen touchdowns this year? What are you gonna What are yeah, you gonna really get out of Gibbs? Like, yeah, it, you, you're drafting Gibbs that high, hoping he catches at least fifty balls. Yeah, and and you know because everyone talks about how he's very comparable to Alvin Kamara, and maybe he'll come on and be awesome. You know, I mean, Kamara's had big years when Mark Ingram was there too. So I mean, I'm not saying I'm not dismissing that possibility. But it's hard for me to draft a guy that high when there's another player in the prime of his career who's been a pretty good fantasy asset at times that could potentially be better than him. And so you're you're all you're all in on 50 catches for Jameer Gibbs if you're drafting him in the third round. You're all in on him being a a pass catching machine uh, for Jared Goff out of the backfield. And and his ADP is going to pick up because like Michael, I know that Peter Schrager is a guy that a lot of people listen to. And who can move these ADP markets? And I was just seeing on Good Morning Football, he was just saying um, that it, it, it's his breakout guy this year. It's his mm-hmm. it's his big breakout guy. So he's going to get buzz, man. It's going to be he's going to be hard to afford. Is 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 yeah. Jameer Gibbs? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, finally, let's get to the fourth round before I ask you the two big questions before we get out of here, and that'll be Joe Mixon, Aaron Jones, Debo Samuel, Kenneth Walker, T.J. Hawkinson, Amari Cooper, Keenan Allen. Miles Sanders, Justin Fields, Justin Herbert, Calvin Ridley, and Damian Pierce. We're we're getting into an area now where it feels like you can probably, you know, you can have legit criticisms of players in this. Yeah, you, you start to get here, and there are some players that might have some true warts. Mm-hmm. So for me, the player I like the most. I mean, there's a couple. It's Mixon and Jones going to the top of the top of the round. Mm-hmm. I mean. It's good. Where, where, where's the competition for Mixon? <laughs> and I, I listen, I know Mixon was great two years ago and last year. He wasn't all that good. He had that huge, like 50 point game against the Panthers. And that really boosted up his numbers, but they have a improved offensive line. It's one of the best offenses in the league. I'll, I'll take, if I'm going wide receiver heavy early, I'll take Joe Mixon all day long at that point. And yep. even if, it, you know, I get it. He's still in the prime of his career. 
And so I, I like him. Aaron Jones should get a lot of touches in green Bay. Yep. That, that's one of the youngest offenses in the league. I mean, in terms of the skill positions, Jordan loves barely played in the NFL. You've got, I mean, Christian Watson and dubs have been, uh, have had one year in the league. You know, Jaden Reed's a rookie. Their top two tight ends are rookies. I mean, that that's a young, young offense. So they're in a single player that's going to catch passes from Jordan Love next year, not named Josiah DeGuara, who's been in the league more than two seasons. <laughs> Isn't that it's, crazy? It, I, yeah, it, it, it's bananas. And the guy, I don't, and I, I keep going back to Miles Sanders. And it's a personal thing for me because Miles Sanders has burned me so much. And even though he's on a different team, I don't necessarily think that's a good thing. So, and I wrote an article uh, over at Sports Illustrated about Miles Sanders, and you, you can you can find that over at si.com slash fantasy. A lot of people are talking about how he's in Carolina now, and there's not any competition for touches, and Jalen Hurts isn't there to steal goal line opportunities. Like, okay, I get that. Jalen Hurts also got the Eagles into more goal line opportunities than most offenses. Um, last year, Carolina was near the bottom or at the bottom in terms of uh, offensive plays per game. They, they just did not get the job done. They were not a team that scored a lot of points. I'm like, okay, yeah, they, they, they are different this year. Bryce Young is the quarterback. We don't necessarily know if that's going to be a good thing in year one. It may or may not be, mm-hmm. you know, they brought in Adam Thielen who's past his prime. They brought in DJ Chark. Who's you know been on what three teams in the last few years. I mean, like, I, I mean, I think Terrence Marshall could be the biggest sleeper in Carolina, but in terms of Miles Sanders, here's, He's played in 57 regular season games. Almost 50% of his games have resulted in 10 or fewer fantasy points in PPR leagues. In PPR leagues. So half of the games he was bad. He's been held to fewer than 15 points 40 times out of 57 games. And if you compare him to Josh Jacobs, who was drafted in the same class, Jacobs has only been held under 10 points 10 times in his career, 23%. Sanders is close to 50 60 regular season games, so it's pretty close in terms of the comparison. Jacobs has been held to fewer than 15 points 55% of the time. Again, Miles Sanders, 72% of the time. And also, when uh, and I pulled this stat over uh, from Fantasy Points, he was Sanders was 42nd among running backs in yards after contact percentage. Among running backs who had 100 or more rushing attempts, that's awful. What does that mean? If the offensive line don't open holes for him, he ain't going anywhere. And the Eagles had the best offensive line in the league. And now he goes to Carolina. I'm not saying Carolina's offensive line is bad. It ain't, it ain't Philadelphia though. So I, I, I'm trying, if I could get Miles Sanders as my flex, okay, I'll take him. But as my RB two, I, I just, I, I, I'm sorry, man. Like he's way too inconsistent. Last year, 50% of his points came in four games, 50%. And the last four or five weeks were all under seven points. And that was with the Eagles in that offense. And don't give me, well, Boston Scott, okay, every running back is going to lose some touches <laughs> in the offense, you know, unless you're Derrick Henry. So I, I just don't see the love for Miles Sanders. I don't get it. I, he's an inconsistent player who can pop at times, but more often than not, he's burned you. And I, going to Carolina is a good thing? I don't know about that. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking at the offensive line rankings, and it looks like we have. So we have we have Philadelphia as our number one offensive line. We have Carolina as our number twenty one offensive line. So it's a big diss, man. Certainly something there with Miles Sanders for me. 
I'm just I'm I'm banking on the fact that Bryce Young has been a dump off and screen game kind of quarterback, and it feels like with the lack of other weapons there, it feels like Miles Sanders could be a could be a weapon there. But I certainly certainly you have to recognize that he's somebody who's who's very much swindled you in fantasy in the past, and he's yeah. he's he's not a guy that I've really been on much. I don't mind him quite as much as 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 you do this year though. Um, as far as as so we'll get to your last your my last two questions, but I want to just. Um, do you want to promote the draft kit at si.com and yeah, uh, what you guys have going on at fantasy dirt. Well, like what, that's the, you know, we're, we're swinging back into fantasy season. People are going to want to hear you and you and Lindsay talk about all this stuff. Right. So fantasy dirt is uh, of course, daily Monday through Friday, 2 PM to four, but we're switching to one to three in the middle of August. So keep that in mind. And then we'll be in that new time slot for the rest of the, the football season. And we are always having fun on that show and arguing. And um, even though we fight a lot, we do love each other. So don't worry about that. Um, <laughs> but we, we do get, we, we do get on each other's nerves uh, for sure, but it's all in good fun. And hopefully people take, uh, take the information and use it during their drafts. SI.com slash fantasy, the draft kit. I mean, we've got tons of stuff uh, from myself, Jen Piacenti, Craig Ellenport, Bill Enright, uh, Kyle Wood, all kinds of stuff, anything and everything that you need to dominate your fantasy football draft. You can find that over at si.com slash fantasy, uh, or you can Google uh, SI fantasy draft kit. And then starting up in September, myself, Amber Theo Harris will be on the fantasy football forecast on Westwood one. Uh, you'll be able to hear that nationally uh, across, across the, uh, the great United States. And um, we'll be with you throughout the football season. I still can't believe we're almost at August. It is unbelievable how quickly time flies. But I'm having to, we, I'm, I'm having to put the, together, together routing for the training camp tour, dude. It's crazy. Yeah, it I is. mean, we're like we're in the camps. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I was putting on ESPN, and all you see is you know, great Mike Greenberg is like so Jets obsessed. It's just like Jets and <laughs> Rogers and Garrett Wilson made an amazing catch in the back of the <laughs> end zone. Oh my god, he, he did make one <laughs> hell of a catch. In my all right, I, I that's the one thing I don't get into. I'm like, I don't care. Guess, guess what? You remember that Zach Wilson throw that he made at pro day? That everyone was all about him. Guess where he is right now? <laughs> I don't know. You where know what he he's, is right he's, now. he's chasing moms. He ain't chasing snaps. That's for yeah. sure. <laughs> okay, <laughs> it's Michael Fabiano, man. All right, uh, big big time stuff for this season for for Fabs. All right, the, the big two questions. I, I'm sure you've already answered the first one. Who's going to bust this year? We've already talked through how cases for guys in the top four rounds who could bust. So. It could be that you've already answered a, just a guy who who you're off. I, so I mean, when I, when I give when I give answers like this, I'm I'm trying not to go with the low hanging fruit because a guy has had 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 to have a pretty good amount of success to actually be considered like a bust, or has has like so much overwhelming hype on him that he's getting drafted so highly that you can consider him a bust. I got to be honest with you, I'm worried about Devontae Adams, and I, he's great. He's great. That he guy's is. been amazing. Yeah. yeah. But if Garoppolo, and this is only if a Garoppolo injury happens, I'm worried about him. And I get it. Like, you know, he said, oh, you know, I put up these great numbers without Aaron Rodgers. Well, I mean, it was with Derek Carr, who you played in college with. So it's not like, and Derek Carr is not an awful quarterback. He's, he's a good quarterback. He's not Rodgers. But if, if, and remember, folks, I'm saying if Garoppolo misses significant time, Devontae Adams could be in trouble. He could be in trouble. I'm just saying. Um, also, um, it, when you look at the, um, the workload of some of the running backs that we're talking about, like, I love Derrick Henry. 
I, and I would not shy away from drafting him, but this guy is going to get as many touches as he can possibly handle because this might be his last season in Tennessee. And so you, you may have a little bit concerned about him. I don't know that I draft him in the first round. I'd probably take him in round two all day long, but I don't know if I take him in the first round just based on uh, the, the workload. It's just, it's such a heavy work. And I know he's different than everybody else. I mean, a lot of people say he's not human. Uh, he is, I, I promise you he is, but um, I, I do worry about the workload a little bit. So those are the two guys that I'm not saying I wouldn't draft them. I would draft them with a little bit of, you know, I'm, I'm, my fingers are crossed. I may have to light a candle at my local Catholic church for either one of these two guys and say a prayer that uh, they can avoid injuries or avoid their quarterbacks getting hurt. You shouldn't have trouble finding one of those churches down there in South Florida, brother. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, and then, and then all right. So 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 the big question then is, who's going to smash, dude? Who, like, who do you love? Who's who's going to kill their ADP this year? Based on ADP. You know, because like, you know, I love Garrett Wilson, but he's already getting drafted high. I mean, like, you know, so it's not like, you know, oh, he's going to be a, a uh, you know, a great bargain or, you know, a lot of the younger players, you know, like a Brees Hall who looks like he's going to be good to go. Uh, we're going to continue to keep tabs on him, Chris Olave, but they're already going really high. Mm-hmm. So a couple of the players that I like based on their ADP, and I'm going to be writing an article about this this week over at SI, James Conner right now, I mean, he's he's going in a spot in drafts where you can consider him a pretty good bargain. And I get it. You know, he's had durability issues, but he's played in 13, at least 13 games in three straight years. He's had 52 touchdowns over his last five years. And there's no competition in Arizona's backfield. Is there concern about the the durability? Yeah. I mean, there is, but I mean, you know, no, no risk it, no biscuit. And he's the RB 24 right now. So he's a flex starter in a, in a 10 team league based yeah. on ADP. So I, I I don't I don't mind Connor as a as someone who is now starting to create builds with more wide receivers early. If I can get Joe Mixon and then James Connor in like rounds four or five, okay, I've got three damn good wide receivers I drafted ahead of them, so I, I'd feel pretty good about that. And then the same thing is going to go with um, Cam Akers. Now Cam Akers, I mean, you want to talk about a Jekyll and Hyde season? He was the RB seventy in the first eight weeks last year, RB 70. And then from that point on, he was the RB 15. And over the last four weeks of the season, he was in the top four. And there, and listen, I know the Rams drafted, uh, you know, a running back that player is not considered a massive, um, you know, he is not considered to me, at least a threat to steal touches away, significant touches away from all, all, all you can point to is Zach Evans is good high school pedigree. It's hard to point to anything yeah. from college. Yeah. So, so I'm not really concerned about Evans. I mean, like maybe, maybe, uh, you know, Kyron Williams a little bit as a pass catcher, maybe steals a few opportunities here or there, but I mean, Cam Akers right now, I mean, he's a 25th running back off the board on mock drafts on fantasy football calculator uh, in the last like week or so. And again, if you want to begin your build with wide receivers or maybe trade Travis Kelsey or something like that, like Akers, Mixon, Connor, like those are guys that you can go out and get and they're not going to cost you a ton and you could end up with a pretty good uh, balanced starting lineup with some really good wide receivers at the top.